Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I'm the shinobi one-armed wolf Michael and joining me is yeeting himself off a cliff, it's Adrian. Yay! And a wall on a horse, it's Matt. My name is Kyobo Masataka Oniwa! That's a reference that I probably don't get yet. Because we've been playing Sekiro Shadows Die twice, and I haven't finished it like you two. I'm sorry. I didn't think it would be <laughs> Spoiler that You're, like, right next to this guy as well. It's yeah. the sad part. Really? But it'll probably take you, like, three hours to get there. Oh. <laughs> but stop. You are. No. Stop <laughs> trying to attack the snake. You want to sneak around it. It's a stealth game. No, no. You want to stab it in the eye. I didn't even attack it. It just bit me while I was sitting on a log. Oh. <laughs> what an image. Well, uh, I'm gonna, I feel like I want to open because it's right at the start here where we say whether or not that the game is for a busy gamer. Um, I feel like we don't need to introduce Sekiro itself that much because it's got a lot of press. It's got a lot of bad press, which is what? silly. No, it hasn't. It, oh, yeah, it has. No. It, it, it's got a lot ooh. of praise. Everything I've seen is positive. I've seen I'll, negative stuff. I'll tell you the that. negative. I've I seen mean negative, negative stuff. Mean negative. Or, no, or meme or or just people being idiots. Yeah, okay. There are a lot of people being, you might consider idiots, depending on your point of view. We'll get into that in a second. I'm going to say whether or not this is a game for a busy gamer by saying, this is probably my game of the year. It's not for a busy gamer. Interesting that it's not. This one's harder because I can see why it wouldn't be, but also it is. Like it's it's a fantastic game. Well, but it, the it, amount of time and like you yeah. have to hone your skills. Yeah, like if we want to get into why it is uh, a tough one, and we'll talk about the grind. Is for me, it's the the boss grind. Uh, there are a few particular bosses that you sink. It's kind of like The Witness where it's not grinding for items or for experience like maybe in past Dark Souls games. It's grinding the knowledge to of their patterns and, and to beat them. Uh, so it's a little different because sometimes you do need to spend hours on a boss. But apart from that, it's not too much of a time sink. No more than any other uh, From Software game. Yeah, I feel like the only difference between this and other From Software games is I could summon you to help me. Where you have already put, you've sunk in that time to get skilled. Like you and Michael have both come in to help me, I'm sure. And Plenty. I like, will touch on that one later because that's for later in the podcast. But right now, I would agree and say that no, it is not a game for a busy gamer. Does that mean it's not a good game? Not at all. It's no. a very good game. It's just it would be a I think we would be doing a disservice to our busy listeners if we said yes. There's 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 parts of it that actually make me lean a little bit more towards yes than say a Dark Souls. I reckon the uh the areas and the standard mobs compared to the Dark Souls games this is is actually quicker and dare I say easier. 
So that way it you feel pretty good and then you hit a wall and then you bludgeon yourself to death on that wall and then you resurrect yourself and then the wall falls on you. <laughs> and then you respawn and you do that again until eventually either you or the wall are broken and you put the controller down and walk away. So are we all in a <laughs> fairly good agreement that it's a, not a busy gamer game, but a it is a good to great game? Yes. Yes. Excellent. All righty. Shall we, shall we jump into inventory management then? Yes, absolutely. All righty. Bring so, your pellets. Uh, let's go. I hated those. I never used them. Yeah, really? So, they just didn't do enough for me. And I could only have three. Ugh, what's the point? Okay, so our next games, and is this list correct? Uh, yes, I think we're all happy with this. Okay, so the next games are Skyrim, Monopoly, and Stardew Valley. Uh, these are the games that we'll be playing over the next few fortnights. If you are, you know, a regular listener you would probably go, hang on, that's not how you pronounce Outward. We have swapped Outward for Skyrim. Uh, just Because we're too busy as yeah, gamers. We... <laughs> it is that's Easter. 100% yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we live in a very Catholic society where it's, God, we had a friend who was basically being strong-armed into not going away for Easter because their family was like, no, Easter is family time. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you want us to play Outward or if you want us to play any other games, feel free to reach out to us. We're on. We'll, we'll make space later on. We can oh, I'm still space. very keen to get it into our lineup um, because it's, it seems like one of the few uh, like multiplayer RPGs that exist at the moment. So I what think a, it is really are good. Are you forgetting um, the RPGs that are mainly multiplayer focused you know the massive online ones <laughs> i've never I, heard of a uh, i mean good rpgs oh uh, look you've played guild wars 2 so you know that you're lying to yourself it's not the same they're, they're completely different games <laughs> what do you think uh, of it? it's just it's chalk and cheese yes yes and if you love this banter, make sure to rate us. If you're on iTunes, uh, if you're on Spotify, feel free to share us. You can find us on those platforms or Google, um, all good podcast apps. We are there and easily shareable to your friends. Uh, but first up, I want to play. I want to play with Michael. You want to play with me? Yeah, I'm going to play with you because you didn't play. Oh. You didn't play a lot of Sekiro. And no. Uh, um. And so I've got a test for you. Yeah. Uh. And if you get this test wrong, mm-hmm. I want. I want to take. I'm thinking we're taking the Souls fan title away from you because you discovered Dark Souls. Mm, this is true. Yep. Uh. And uh, if you get this wrong. I, I think it's within our rights to take it away from you. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you yeah. ready for my test? Okay. Sure. So I've got two truths and a lie. Right. <laughs> Which characters appear in this game? All right. Yep. An 80-foot tall man made out of hemp rope. Uh, a tree dragon... <laughs> With the face of a man, 
that suffers from bulimia. Okay, okay that's very dark. <laughs> or an old grandpa who can carry a sword, a spear, and a Glock all at the same time. <laughs> Semi-automatic. <laughs> so, uh, I would say the one... I have a feeling like all of these are actually in the game. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the first one? That one, the, the giant hemp man. I feel like that's too... Um, that's too down the line for a from game. I want Glock Grandpa and I want Bulimic Tree Dragon. You know what though? You got it the first time because they're all in the game. They're all in the game. There we they go. They all exist. <laughs> there damn we go. It. Okay. Damn, you can keep it. For now. For, for now. now. We've the next the whole the way they I know the way they roll, all right? Just because I didn't make it all the way through. Through this one, I know from games. I tell you what, though, <laughs> it it feels this feels kind of wrong to me, Sekiro. And I I can go into it now, or is yeah. there anything else we need to do? No, we can get we can get right into we can get right into it now. It feels wrong to me because I'm actually one of the from software fans that enjoy their games as multiplayer games. I don't care if people say, oh, but you need to play it by yourself to get good, mate. I'd like... I don't care. They actually are, like they have been, aside from the bugginess of connecting, they are fun as co-op games. And this to have nothing at all, I felt was part of the reason why... I wasn't getting that that same progression, like penetration. As in the same, you don't have the same want to play. It's a bit of it's a bit of the want because you know that you're up against it, sort of by yourself. Uh, it's also clever design because uh, this is not like Dark Souls or even Bloodborne. It's it's if From Software made a stealth game most of the time. Well, they did say it is based off of another, like, they were going to do another series. I believe it's... Uh, it's a series I've done before, like, long ago. Is it... It's not Tengu, is it? Yeah, it's Tengu or Tengu. It's something like that. I don't know exactly the name, but it is something like that. I googled it, and apparently there's a character called Tengu of Ashina in Sekiro, so that's throwing oh, me. You didn't meet... Did you not meet Tengu? No, I did meet Tengu. I just didn't... I didn't retain his name. And you, do you want to know who Tengu is? What is he? Who is Tengu he? is Ishin. Is At he least, really? I think so. Just because on my second that... playthrough, something happened, something that didn't happen the first time. I probably just went about it differently. Uh, happened, and I was like, "Oh, it all makes sense now." Yes, yes, you are correct. It is in the notes and tips section on Fextra Life that Ooh, it is be revealed. Careful. Be careful on Fextra Life. That's... Well, I mean, if you've gotten there and they've gotten there, then. That seems pretty solid to me. Fair. Um, yeah, I definitely see what you mean, Michael, because Bloodborne and Dark Souls, it does feel like more of an accomplishment when you have people there who are on your side, 
and you rally together and you emote at the very end as you're being de-summoned away. Uh, and it's like that moment of like, yeah, we did it. Whereas It's Monster Hunter vibes. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas this, you do, like, I definitely do get a, yes, I did it. Like, I finally did it. But that's, I don't know, it's not the same. It's like there's a different part of me that is excited about it. Um, and... It's the part that likes a challenge. Yeah, which is nice. But I get that at the same time when having a social, like there's there's an antisocial part of it and a social part of it. But both fire when you're playing Dark Souls, Bloodborne or Monster Hunter, which are apparently Monster Hunter is a Soulsborne now. Uh, it's similar. But, yeah, it, it definitely is. But this, it's just that antisocial one that like, yes, I did it. Because I tell you what, I genuinely cried playing this game (laughs) because sometimes like if you are not perfect especially new game plus which is oh my god there's some there's some bosses that i did in one try in my first try new game plus they're destroying me and you can't cheese them like you used to because they uh stop being stunned quicker i'm looking at you corrupted monk (laughs) um but yeah, it's it's a very internalized thing where you're just sad and angry and then you're just silently happy. You're not it doesn't explode out of you in the same way in my opinion when you're playing a multiplayer one. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I I agree like it it definitely if it's it doesn't feel as fun. No, that's not right. It's a different kind of fun. It's it is like oh man, it's I just wish joyful. Yeah, like I was trying to explain it to someone else. It's like I miss not being able to share the moments with other people. Like I'm like I was like no, I'm not going to be able to play with Michael and Matt or people from work and that kind of thing. But I can see based on the game and the gameplay why multiplayer just wouldn't work as effective as effectively. I also feel like they try and make up for it in that this is the this is the best from game to like traverse the world. Like oh, that, yeah. that uh, hook shot is just mwah. like the speed at which you get to move and having the ability to jump and to hug walls and climb on things. It, it's making up for it where they're going like, we're going to let you do a lot more. You can approach situations a lot more freely than a Dark Souls game where you might just get stuck in a corridor where it's like, and fight this thing the, like the way you know how. Whereas this is like, hey, maybe you'll go over there. Maybe you'll, you'll climb up to that tree. Maybe you'll sneak underneath this building. So it gives you a lot more fun that way. But that being said, now if anyone's ever played Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh, it has a similar problem in that you, because you are allowed to tackle the world however you want, you are then still faced with bosses and mini-bosses. And if you have not been preparing yourself, if you have not been fighting mobs like you're going to fight the bosses, then you like do not have the skill. So the game is fully ready and, and go, almost encouraging me to sneak around and just stab people in the back willy-nilly 
and just breathes through things. And then you come up against uh, some random general standing in a courtyard. You can backstab him once, but then the other one, you must sword fight him. But I've just spent hours not actually sword fighting anyone. And now I must sword fight. Yeah, Yeah, no, I definitely get that. Uh, The way that I got good, as it were, is there is a curse you can get in the game that um, gives you better loot, but the enemies become stronger and they detect you a lot quicker, which meant I had to figure out the combat. And then I was playing with that on for a bit, got stuck at a boss. Um, Like he got me a few times. I was like, oh yeah, I've still got this curse off. Uh, On rather. Take the curse off. Get him first try. Brilliant. Move, like went so far in the game. Um, That's true. I haven't removed any of my curses yet. It's definitely uh, like you. You need to learn how to play the game. It's is three too many to have. (laughs) Are you talking about Dragon Rock? Yeah, you can remove those. Yeah, Yeah. and that's not the curse I'm talking about. They don't curse you; they curse other characters. Right. And all it does is just um, the more Dragon Rock you get, the the lower the chance of unseen aid. Oh, so and it, resurrecting. Don't no, you'll still resurrect, but whenever you resurrect, there's a I think it's basis thirty percent chance that you when you re- resurrect you won't lose anything. Yeah, so I'm on about twelve percent at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so with Dark Souls punishes you when you die the second time and you haven't got your um, souls back. Uh, whereas this, if you die, then you lose half of everything straight up there's no way you can get it back but when you think about it it's still punishing you for dying twice just like dark souls did the only difference is when you die you come back exactly where you were and it's at that moment that you book it back to the last bonfire or in this case statue (laughs) and when i finally like when my brain was like hey you know you can just go back rest and try this again uh, yeah, like I was like, oh. and it's great because it's Tactical technically retreat. it is so in character. It's the Shinobi way, <laughs> like to just, uh, like, just be a complete coward about everything. Like, if you can cheese bosses, that's the Shinobi way. They don't like they have loyalty to their masters, but they don't have honor <laughs> in battle. Like, uh, one of the characters says, you know, there's a. I think it is the main villain, Genichiro. He says, a shinobi like you should know the difference between honor yes. and winning. And that's, he says that, I, I'm pretty sure, if you beat him yes, in the first yes. thing. Yes, because you, I don't know if it's like, but you don't, you don't kill him and then, then you get shurikened. Yeah, so someone gets you with a shuriken, you deflect it, and he cuts your hand off anyway. So a samurai would have because they do mention samurai as well so a samurai has more honor than a shinobi yeah because a shinobi's a shinobi's more like a, a ninja whereas a samurai is you know the classic sword wielding um harakiri kind of person so they would kind of look down upon each other where samurai go like uh you're you hide in the shadows and you're just like dirty assassins Yep, yeah, but the shinobi go, but we're better. 
<laughs> well, this Shinobi's We are better. more skilled. Eventually. There's a part in the game where um, your master, Kuro, goes, how many times have you died for me? Two? Three? <laughs> a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, he, doesn't he, the next one go like, do you even know how many? Like, have you you probably lost count? Yeah, yeah I know. It was know. it was great because like you do get so much better at like in this game. I want to try just starting a new game, but I'm scared it will raise my new game plus. No, it doesn't. Okay, I I started a new game because I wanted to do the same thing because I felt, especially towards the end, like once you know a boss's patterns, it's not going to change. So because I'm really worried about um, replayability for this game. Um, so I started a new game, tried to beat um, Ginichiro at the start, um, didn't do it. But then you you said you were doing New Game Plus, so I did that, and then I beat him, and I was like, yeah, I'm a real badass. But yeah, like attack patterns don't really change. No. So you probably could still like breeze through an early uh, a new game. You would just need to, you know, spend the time getting the prayer beads and, and the attack power and all that kind of stuff. I'm too prayer beads off i'm so angry uh, and you can't collect them in your new game plus you have to like go to the same spot they don't like you can't get them from killing the same people yeah no i'm i'm, I'm aware i'm aware um i would say that there is like there's eight legs uh in this journey and michael you are nearly at the end of two of those legs um okay. once you get past the snake you fight Gyobu, which is the guy I was screaming about at the beginning. And you've nearly got Lady Butterfly. So those are two legs. But really, like, it's eight legs, but more like six kind of journeys, I feel. Yeah. This one had definitely has a bit more of a, like, a you need to go and do this thing now. Usually, like, Souls games are very, um, what are you doing? Who knows? You go find a flame. Okay. But this one's like, here is a bit of story and you need to go find these items that relate to the story for important reasons. Yeah. But it also felt like this one more than other ones was very happy for you to leave. So get up to the ogre in Ashina. Over here, people talking about uh, him not liking fire. Yes. Uh, use the bell from the old woman to go back to Hinata Estate, get device that creates fire. Back to Ashina, defeat him. Yeah. Back to Hinata. Like, it very much is like, ah, just go wherever. Like, whereas I feel like in uh, particularly Dark Souls 1, they're like, ah, this is kind of your only path. Keep going this way. <laughs> yeah, unless you're like an absolute pro and know exactly what you're doing, Dark Souls is like, you go this way. Unless you know and you're like, Haha, actually, i am got the master key going to Blighttown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Whereas this one was like, oh, go back and forth. You're going to be doing that. You're going to get sick of here. You're going to go back over there. You're going to win over there. Then you're going to lose and you're going to come back here. The only thing is, but Michael, it- of that pathway, uh, Lady Butterfly is a dead end for Harada. Sorry to spoil that for you. But it does really open up as soon as you get past Snakey McSnake and beat Gyobu. Oh, it it opens oh, up yes. to all the other legs that I'm talking about. Um, should we should we talk about the bosses? Yeah, I'm down because 
there are some fantastic bosses here. Well, there. So, so let's just say I think we're ha- are we happy to get into spoiler territory, Michael, and like story spoilers and that kind of thing. Yeah, because okay. I don't feel that it's it's not at the end of the day it's got more story than the other games, but it's no like it's there's no Game of Thrones. Yeah, like. I mean it's pre- it's fairly predictable. Um, yeah. So, if anyone's listening, spoilers for upcoming, but for bosses in Sekiro and story, I suppose. Continue. Um, the Guardian Ape is a <laughs> steaming pile of garbage, and I hate him. And I knew the thing. Like, I knew I got spoiled, and I don't want to actually spoil the thing for Michael. I want to leave the thing uh, oh, okay. intact. But yeah, I'm fair with that. And everyone listening at home who knows the thing I'm talking about, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, what a good guy. But he, kid, <laughs> this guy gave me the hardest, oh, I got to the Guardian Ape and I just messaged Adrian and was like, well, this is, like, this is it. Um, it didn't mean. Oh, I did like your little meme there, uh, if you want to read it out. Oh, if you where want to it, find it. It was my, I, I sent my um, Google search history, which was something like how to beat Genichiro, how to choose Genichiro, Genichiro, Sekiro, how to beat, uh, how to beat the Guardian Ape, Suicide Hotline, uh, Guardian Ape oh. Cheese. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Just so. Uh, but then. Yeah. Oh my god. These bosses are really good. Like I would say, the like top five in terms of making me feel this emotion I'm about to describe is like Guardian Ape, uh, Genichiro. Uh, I really, even though you said you're cool with spoilers, I still want to say it. But here we go. Al, Ishin. Um, what was another one? I think those are probably the the, the toughest ones. Um, Every time I got to them, I was like, "I don't, I can't beat this. That's it. This is where I end. I'm not going to be able to finish the game for the podcast." <laughs> but then you sit down and you grind it out for a few hours, and you you just memorize their patterns and you get them, and eventually you just you do it. That's like that's the only way I can describe how I got through these things. Yeah, it- like. Genichiro was literally, I kept exploring everything else until I had nothing else to do. I was like, well, I have to. I'm like, I Googled where to go next. And it was like, you have to kill Genichiro to start the next, to open up the next leg. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just keep trying and 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 keep trying. And then, and then his thing happens and I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Now I've got to keep trying and keep trying. Nonetheless, um... I liked that. It was very cool. While very frustrating, very cool to just be like, I'm going to really hone in on this boss. And that's why I feel like you really learn their patterns and the game is probably just a breeze in um, NG Plus and stuff because I, as far as I've played, I, I've, I started it Saturday morning at like 9 and played till 11 and beat like the second Genichiro fight at that point, as in the one on top of the castle. Well, yeah, like... In like two hours. So it was like a breeze, like getting through all the mandatory stuff. The problem is, and I don't know if it's exacerbated in New Game Plus, because I swear it is, but it could just be like hyperbole. Um, but Dragon Rod, 
like why I don't like a game like I feel like just dragon rot doesn't matter like just forget about it don't care that you've yeah. got it is what you yeah. need to learn but at the same time like it's a game about dying tens of dozens possibly hundreds of times like and then having a mechanic that punishes you for dying just seems counterintuitive like they just wanted hey how can we be extra like we need to be extra mean to these guys um and it's like Miyazaki why uh but i have a cheese for that little uh um mechanic it's very time consuming but if you die once in a boss arena that you can't escape if you close the application you'll uh <laughs> you'll be dead outside the arena where you can resurrect go back to the little statue and heal up and try it again uh where but it's just like maybe it's because in new game plus i don't care as much like and honestly, you shouldn't care about it because in the time I could have fought Genichiro 10 times, I'd only fought him three times because I'd have to load in every time. Uh, so, like, but if you really want that 30%, uh, just get a dragon tier. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, you can once, I mean, you're still an early game, but once you get later in the game, and I do recommend exploring if you're stuck on a boss, uh, you you can you can cure dragon rot, and it's not like people made it sound like you got to pick one person to cure, but you can like you instantly cure everyone. Yeah, by using the Actually, one item once. I just watched a video of some uh, like cut content of people Ooh. like uh, data mining secure, and apparently originally it was going to be you have to go and individually cure people, but that's not how it is in this. You just cure everybody at once with one item. That is is probably a little rarer, but I think you can buy it. Um, I don't feel that death is as punishing. No, I I, I don't I don't think so either. Like the use of money feels very like unnecessary. I don't think the game really cares much if you use the currency at yeah. all. I found uh, a couple of uh, what are they called prosthetic. Uh, tools yeah but then otherwise it's just like hey do you just need some more like pellets and so what i did is i just don't open the wallets yeah yeah and that's precisely they give you basically hard souls but hard coin (laughs) yeah um i think i think that's good i think prosthetics is a great such a great mechanic i love prosthetics so much and i think that is the grindiest part for the busy gamers listening what is the grindiest part i think like it is prosthetics because I'm fairly certain you need to do at least two playthroughs to get all of the required, um, all the oh, ma- like materials. Yeah, because there's a very special material for the final things. Which, as far mm. as I'm aware, like, oh, and carps. Like you need carp scales to get this material. Like carp scales is an early game thing, but then it is becomes that the lapis. A, yeah, don't spoil it. What the heck? No, yeah, it's lapis lazuli. Um. And that's six scales a pop. I can't afford this. Uh, well, it's, if you just head down into the, like a mine shaft and go find it, like kind of deep down, you'll find it near redstone. There should be some lapis lazuli around there. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, you can also get it from the demon boss fight. 
Not not Gaiobu. Yes, one. I know um, the demon. Yes, he gives you two as well. But it's just not enough. Uh, and you need a lot of money. You need a lot of materials. That's a lot of farming. Uh, and you, I feel like by the end of the first playthrough and the f- like, it was only until I think maybe I got up to um, just before the Hidden Forest um, is... I was like still had a lot of money in New Game Plus, uh, and then that's when I feel like they've gone. Okay, you've had fun in New Game Plus, but these enemies are going to be like ridiculously hard now. Uh, and then I wasn't caring about death that much, and then just dying once, losing four thousand sen. Oh my heart! <laughs> Even though you don't really like use it, like. If you want, like, to buy stuff, I wasn't really buying stuff unless it was something specific like uh, a gourd seed, like something I wanted. Um, and skills, I stopped caring about them after I got things I wanted. Like, I wasn't using prosthetics heaps because I felt like most of them were useless. I got Sabamaru and I was like, oh, this is so cool, I want to use this all the time. And then it had, it almost had no relevance at all. Like, because it seemed like most of them had like, oh, if you use it on this boss, it's going to be super effective. But some of them just didn't. But some of them are like, they're good kind of on all bosses. Like, I always use shurikens just because there's a, between the skills. And that's another thing, is skills. That's a grind, especially where I'm at. I need like 20,000 XP for the next level, which means if I die, I lose a lot of progress. Um, But... Yeah, using shuriken, using that skill to just close the gap is great. Like fireworks work on pretty much everyone. Yeah, fireworks were probably the most effective. Shurikens were also good. And probably the finger later on. Yeah, when you just give them the finger, it's a really good prosthetic, Michael. You're really going to love it. (laughs) Uh, They do feel a lot of malcontent. Oh, that's a funny joke for Mr. Adrian. The flame vent I've found... Probably the most useful so far. Yeah. Does it become less useful as the game goes on? No, it's probably. It's definitely that Guardian Ape that I'm talking about. The most solid um, advice I've gotten. Like I've got oh, a few. Yeah. Like, oh, try to bait this attack and then dodge this way. And I always die doing that. But mm. the most solid advice I have for the Guardian Ape was throw oil, do fire, get a few hits. Um, but. Going back to um, why, why, like, dying isn't as bad in this. Obviously, because it's a different mechanic. Instead of losing everything or it dropping on place, I, I like not having to run back and and go and get my souls Is a, was what was my point. Like, I really liked, like, throwing myself at a boss, right? And then dying and dying and dying. But, okay, I'm done for now. I'm going to go elsewhere. And then I'm having to worry about trying to get in there and then trying to leave with the Homeward Idol or whatever it is. It, it that firstly was a good good game changer, and then also it just going from halving your gold and XP is so it's like even though it could be brutal, it's not so bad because this ga- I think this game really promotes just throwing yourself at the challenge repeatedly because like if you know that you're gonna fail repeatedly on a boss, go spend your gold or go buy you can actually buy the hard coin pouches. You cost slightly more than you actually get back so you spend a little to do it but you're converting it into currency you can keep another hard recommend uh, you can buy spirit emblems you can just straight up buy them 
Yeah, yeah. And I like um, I went I think I I think it was when I lost my four thousand sen that I spent the other four thousand just on the spirit emblems because I was scared I was gonna die again. Which is a recommend for sure. Um but also if your XP is like nearly at the next level, like you're nearly at level four and then you can buy it, just go and kill some people, spend it and then come back. And then dying doesn't do anything for you. Like, okay, apart from dragon rot, but again, that doesn't feel super impactful. Because all it is is unseen aid, and if you don't have anything to say, there's no point for it, you know? So, Mate, the final boss, oh, this game, nah, unseen aid is a bullcrap mechanic. And here's why. Because I was at the final boss, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just get Dragon Rot be, like, um... Cured. Well, no, I was more like, it doesn't matter anymore, because I'm at, I know I'm at the end of the game. Um, so I've done everything. If anyone gets Dragon Rot... Too bad for them. Uh, and so I just threw myself at the boss again and again and again. It is the most unseen aid I've ever seen. And I <laughs> I hadn't cheesed that much of what I was saying where I'd close the application. Like, I did that. But I didn't do that enough where I've not seen this much unseen aid in my life, which is now down to, like, 5%. Started with 30. Now I'm at 5. Everybody's got Dragon Rot, yet this 5% chance just keeps ticking. No, it's bullcrap. I tell you that. It's it's mind games. It's desire <laughs> sensor. Um well, we're we're here we're at the last boss. Should we talk about it? Cuz I know we've talked about it a lot, Matt. Well, uh, what's there to talk about? He is uh Well, which boss are we talking about in particular? Cuz there's a few different endings and obviously major ending spoilers. Uh there are a variety of endings. The one we're talking about is when you fight you side with Kuro and you fight, but you don't do any of the extra stuff. Let's say let's say that. Yeah. So we did the the basic good ending. There are more yeah. convoluted good endings, which I didn't realize. Um, Neither. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you have to fight him for all the good endings. Uh. uh yeah, I assume so. God, he's the big, this is the guy, Michael, that can, he has a sword, a spear, and no joke, a 1998 Glock <laughs> that he's ripped from the future somehow. It is, like, there's some people with, you know, those old-timey rifles from the 1600s. Cool, cool. This guy has a semi-auto, and he's not afraid to freaking use it. He will pull lightning out of his ass. He will hit you with that spear from the other side of the very large arena and he can just throw a wind at you as well um i started fighting him at around 9 30 p.m and i went to bed at 2 a.m uh after you'd beaten him yes so that's that's how long it took of just him who is this so what happens is genichiro summons his at this point in the story His grandfather, Ishin, has passed away. Uh, But Genichiro summons him back using another plot point, which I won't give away. Like, I don't think Ishin being the main, like, the final boss is the bad, like, is the spoiler, to be honest. Because it's, like, it's a Dark Souls game. It's like, yeah, now you're fighting this guy. Okay. Uh, And he's forced to fight you as it is Genichiro's wish. And he's like, I was the best fighter in the world, so I'm, I'm down to fight again. Uh, and he's the worst. How do you feel, Adrian? <laughs> I 
Look, I'm sure you could ask my um, girlfriend. I was there was a lot of swearing, a lot of this is this this is unfair. He can't just do that. This, this, yeah. There was a lot of that um, <laughs> because it's like okay, every other fight. This again, like Matt, this took me. I sit down at five thirty and literally did nothing but this for four hours until I beat him, and even then I was like. Even when I was like one hit away, I'm like, he's going to just lightning me or do some bullshit and then I'm going to die and then I'll be trying again. And as soon as I got the last hit and I was like, oh, I did it. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't even care about what happened after because I was just like, it's done. Um, I also didn't understand the plot because what happens after that in the basic good ending, I was like, hold up, what? This isn't what I, okay, if that's the plot. I, mm. I didn't realize what I was signing up for. I probably would have put more effort in and done the more convoluted good endings. But it's a, f- it's you know how you have the little the red dots, the death blows to indicate like how many health bars they have. Usually it's two. You later on you'll get like a three, one. This one is four, but it starts with the first one is Genichiro, and then he summons his grandfather, and then his grandfather is three. And the first one is easy, like. Okay, not easy, but easy to learn. And you fought and then, him so many times, so you, you, you're already starting off like, oh, yeah, I remember this fight. <laughs> yeah. And then you get him down to his second death blow, and that's when he pulls out the spear, and he'll destroy he, like immediately. Like, I didn't know any of the... And the other thing is, like, with swords, you can kind of guesstimate uh, when the attacks are coming in to parry them, because swords are, like, short and quick, right? But the spear's, like... He would like swing his arm, but then like drag it because it's a it's a spear, and he, like I would block, be like, oh, it's too early. Like the timing is all off, and so I learned at some point in this game that you just need to be on top of people, hitting them, hitting them, and then when they parry, you get ready to start parrying. But it didn't work with him. Uh, I had to follow a tactic when he pulled out the spear of like run counter counterclockwise, like at a medium distance away. And then eventually I was picking up his patterns and knowing that I could go in, get two hits, block this one, do that. Um, but it just needed like a checkpoint just dropped in the middle or something because I did Genichiro and the first phase of Ishin so many times. And the worst part was that even like even three hours in to like grinding this boss, I would like die to Genichiro. I'd be like, fuck it. And uh, that's the homage to my name at the beginning because I would like take like he would just like kill me and rather than like resurrect or die i I would die i would just choose to kill myself there um or if he hit me too many times and i was like well i don't want to use a healing gourd because i got to survive through ishid as well i just throw myself off a cliff (laughs) and be like yeet yeet and then come back and fight him again because i was like i know this fight and i know the first stage of ishid and i if i take a hit that's too like I don't want I don't want to take any hits because I know that I can't I know that I can do it without taking a hit, um and I need every ounce of healing I can get in the in the fights where he has a spear. So uh, when I did beat him, I think that round I got through Genichiro in Ishin without taking a hit because I'd learnt the exact parries. I learned how like the right amount of times to hit Ishin so that he would start a certain combo. And then I'd know exactly how to dodge that and then hit him at a certain amount of times to combo into the next moves. Um, Mikuri counter is... Mikuri? Mikuri. Mikuri. Mikuri, there we go. 
McKeary counters uh, were the toughest thing for me to learn at the start. And by the end, easy. Like, just doing them. <laughs> just like, willy-nilly. Yeah, you... Have you got McKeary counter, Michael? Yes. Good. And it's really frustrating that no one gives me the opportunity most of the time. Because I'm like, waiting for that McCurry counter, waiting for you to thrust so I can get some good posture uh, damage. Not nah, still still just swipe it out. Okay. Okay, I'll just parry. All right. I'm still waiting. No thrust. Okay. No thrust <laughs> for me. I'd say All mainly right <laughs> for mini bosses and bosses. Yeah, um, it's, it's the greatest. So good. But that's the thing. There's this, there's this general, okay? There's, uh, what's his name? Let me have a look. I had a look before. He's, I think he's a Yama, a Yamauchi. It de- potentially. Uh, I only really know where they are. Is, is, is it- this the one in like the, just beyond the ogre? Yeah. Yeah. I've just left him there. Yeah. Because <laughs> for some reason he's just got my number. Yeah. And everybody else, everybody else is manageable, but he's just like, no, your ass is mine. Are you starting yeah. with a stealth blow? Start with a stealth blow, yep. then go into fight. I've got my Makiri counter. He does do a thrust. When he does do it, I can get a roll on with him. But most of the time, he's just like, no thanks. I'm going to do like my big jump attack. Yeah, the generals are parry. hard. The generals are really hard with their, like, their jump attack to or kicks to break your posture, I find. But they are like still somehow the most basic of these enemies of these mini bosses and i feel that it's almost guys like that it's the generals it's the shinobis uh like the purple shinobis Lone oh, Shadows. Yeah. they're, they're, they're supposed to be like harder enemies oh they are the yeah. hardest freaking guy there is uh one mini I boss them. where you have to fight two at once uh even though you can turn like you can use some powers to turn one on your side still would get railed. Uh, you just need to go find them out when there's like one, not even the mini boss, just one by itself somewhere and just practice on them until you get it because they are so hard to get the timing of their kicks, which are the... Yeah. Kicks are the most punishing thing. Like a lot of swings where you're supposed to jump or grabs. Uh, well, grabs are punishing too, but I still... I would say those kicks are the most punishing, like non uh, red kanji creating. You know what I'm talking about. I feel like those guys are harder than like Juzu the drunkard. He wasn't even he wasn't even a boss, but he's like a mini boss, sort of with a bit of ceremony around him. Uh, very very straightforward. Um, but then you just come up against these other shinobi and generals, and they're just like. Hey, you thought you were good. You're not. It's it's actually not at all. it's so classic of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I remember when we were playing Bloodborne, Adrian was having the toughest time with Bloodstarved Beast and like, oh, I was like still easy, to this day. And I'm like easy peasy because for some reason the beasts clicked to me. I could defeat the beasts very easy whereas Adrian not so much. And it's the exact same with this where like I've gotten, I have gotten good for this, so I can beat generals fairly easy. That drunk card has my number. He's oh, really? yeah, he's he gets me good, especially his big f- fiery brother. He ah, uh, oh. he's 
he killed me probably more than Ishan. Probably. Here's the thing with this game, they're like... Yeah, there's always people who, like, you just can't wrap their, their attack style around. But overall, by the end of this game, is when you beat the last boss, you have mastered this game. You can't beat this game without mastering the the sword play of attack and parry and jump and step dodge. You, you need to be good. Um, and that's why I really like it, because it, it teaches it to you well, like, especially... If you're a Dark Souls player, it breaks you down. It gets those Dark Souls um, like play styles out of you. Uh, like I feel like strategically placed enemies, i.e., Shinobi Hunter, early on, like messes you up because you try and like attack and attack and attack, but they don't. There's no poise. You can't knock them out of their attack. Really, you have to learn to dodge, to Mikiri counter, and that kind of thing. Um, so. I feel like everyone who who plays this and gets to the end is probably a very good like master of this game. I wonder if I ever will. I, th- I think it's it's definitely doable. If I can do it, like Adrian, he's he's on another level. He's the gamer boy. But I have only finished Bloodborne and Dark Souls three because of him. Uh, and the fact that I have completed this means, like, this is a good teaching. Like, it teaches you, you have to get good. You will get good. Just keep throwing yourself at it. Eventually, you'll get it. S- some enemies click more than others, you know. Like, I th- I get a feeling from what it sounds like is that Adrian had it a bit easier with Guardian Ape than me, you know, like. Oh no, it was a challenge for sure oh. And I was laughing at you when you were like Raging about <laughs> it uh, And I was in the same boat as well With, with um, Guardian Ape uh, in, in just about every aspect the real question Is this the kind of combat We want to see in Jedi The Fallen Order at the end of the year Well if it's a Single player game you want Star Wars Souls <laughs> This is what I was thinking it is probably a single-player game because of how tight the combat is. So if Star Wars is a single-player game, which I believe it is, heck yeah, I'll take that. Because that's what I felt like. That's what it, When you do get locked in these one-on-ones with the enemies that know how to fight you, it, I'm like, imagine this with lightsabers. Uh Hi, EA, could you please give the rights for Star Wars to From Software? Thank you. Thank you. The Jedi, you died. Order so, 66, that's the name of the game because you play a Jedi who dies a lot. 66 times, in fact. <laughs> Jedis die 66 times. Okay. I feel like we've discussed, like we could, this is one of those games, we could talk about it for years, probably, uh, but it, we must come to a close. So let's give it our final rating. Uh, even though I said that it's not a game for a busy gamer, uh, I would say this is a make time to grind. Uh, I would say if you're a Souls fan, it's a make time to grind. Absolutely. And if you're a Souls fan, you haven't picked it up. You're lying to yourself. You're not really a Souls fan. Uh, if you're not, find time to grind because uh, it does require a certain level of patience and uh that I'm sure Dark Souls fans have already adapted to. <laughs> but if not, 
uh, it's a good it's a good single player experience, and if you like a challenge, this is the way to go. Find time to grind, and I would say find time to grind, possibly for both because you don't need this stress in your life. You don't. <laughs> we thought no, no. from we're done, and maybe you don't need that anymore. <laughs> No, you don't need the stress. What you need is the reward. Mm. You do. And, and the reason this is a fine time to grind for someone who's never played a From game is because I do stand by that this is the best one when it comes to tutorials, when it comes to teaching, and uh, just general sort of traversal. It feels the most modern, I would say. Mm. Funny that. It came out this year, and it's more modern than the other ones. But you know what I mean? Where Dark Souls was still clunky, even to Dark Souls 3. A little bit of clunk. This is very slick. Well, I'm... Very modern. Easier to pick up. As we come to a close, though, uh, which ones... What's still your preference? Bloodborne, Sekiro, or Dark Souls? I'm still a Bloodborne number one game of all time person this combat is so tight though like it's really hard for me to say especially because i haven't played bloodborne in quite a while um it's really quite like they're pretty much the same they're both tied for first but i know you're making me play so i'll play your game and bloodborne is still first because of how like you know, the whole thing about Bloodborne and Dark Souls is that it's all a mystery. Like, why am I even doing this? I don't even know. Whereas in Sekiro, you know why you're doing immediately what you're doing. And you still get that Dark Souls type narrative where it's all bits and pieces that you need to pick up. But that's just for other characters. For example, apparently the sculptor... No, either the sculptor or Al. I forget off the top of my head, sorry. Uh, rescued Emma when she was a kid. I'm pretty sure it was a sculptor. Uh, And so it's like, that's a thing that you find out in the same way that you find out why you're even around Bloodborne. (laughs) Uh, And I just love that world building so much more. And it is the best. Like Bloodborne is literally a 10 out of 10 game, whereas this 9.8 out of 10, make time to grind. I said it once, I'll say it again. Uh, Bloodborne is the worst one from From. Uh, changed my mind. Okay, so we're taking... <laughs> finish the game. We're, it's we're just... taking it away from him. We're taking away yeah, Soulsborne away from it. him. That's it. You passed the test, but you failed Dark, the overall... No. Dark Souls... Thank you very much Dark for listening. Souls I've been one, Dark Souls 1 is, aside uh, from... Mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from... Mm-hmm. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the Witches of Isolith. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. That terrible boss mm. battle. You take out mm. that boss battle. Mm. That's still just so well designed. And if it didn't have the clunky combat, then it would it would probably be number one. It's almost too hard to pick a number one. But Bloodborne is my least favorite. Sorry about that minute of silence, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we've had an excellent time here. Uh, and in Sekiro every is really good. It's better than Bloodborne. Well, if you, we want to hear your favorite Souls game, so, pl- <laughs> so please do let us know, uh, whether it's through our Facebook page or giving us a review or whatnot. But until then, I've been Adrian. I've been Matt. 
And I've been Michael, and I'm just messing with you. We all know Demon Souls is probably the worst one. Uh, <laughs> but Bloodborne is just probably on par with Dark Souls 2. Wow. You shitting on Dark Souls 2? Dark Souls 2 is fabulous. Hey, Ma- you like Bloodborne. That should be good for Dark Souls 2. No, but I know that you're implying that Bloodborne is bad when really it's... Look, it's, it's not bad. It's just not my favorite one. The reason that it's not like, good enough. The reason it's your Christian. least favorite is because you hesitate too much, and hesitation is defeat. It's not a hesitation. I like my sword and board, all right? And Sekiro does non-shield combat better than Bloodborne. Uh, I'll say that's a lie. Look, finish Sekiro, become a master of parrying, go back to Bloodborne. Maybe it opens up my eyes. Very Maybe. possible. The Very eyes possible. on the outside the or the eyes on the inside? <laughs> so you'd get that if you actually played Bloodborne! It doesn't matter because the game doesn't change. It's I don't like its combat. It's the same combat as Dark Souls. It's not. <laughs> Bloodborne is, is like, right, Bloodborne, right? So Dark Souls exists and then you look over in the distance and you see Bloodborne. You're like, okay, that's fairly different combat. And then you walk over to Bloodborne, and then you see a speck in the distance, and you go, "Is that is that Sekiro combat?" Because <laughs> it's so far removed from <laughs> every other Souls combat.